This episode of the Better Off Dad podcast is brought to you by Blimp City Bike and Hike. Blimp City is a full-service, family-owned bicycle shop in Akron, Ohio, located right on the towpath trail near Cauga Valley National Park. Founded in 2009, Blimp City offers a wide range of quality bicycles from reputable brands like Kona, Felt, and Bianchi, as well as specialty bikes like the Elliptico stand-up bike, electric bikes and scooters, folding bikes, and recumbent bikes. The shop also carries cycling accessories and rental bikes. Blimp City prides itself on providing exceptional customer service. The shop's comprehensive repair services include fine-tuning your bike to meet your comfort and recreation needs. Visit BlimpCityBikeAndHike.com to learn more and mention this ad in store to receive 20% off any accessory purchase. Make Blimp City your headquarters for outdoor adventure. You're now listening to the Better Off Dad podcast with Tim DeWald and Matt Bixenstein. Howdy, Bad Pod friends. I'm Matt, and I'm here with your slightly less lame co-host who goes by the name of Tim. <laughs> That's me. After a lengthy hiatus that had a few of our loyal listeners asking if they should file a missing podcast report. Did you get any of those? Um, I got a couple. Oh, wow. Asking okay. if we're still doing this. That yeah. makes me feel good. I know. Yeah. yeah there's actually right. some people who care yeah okay yeah. yeah i feel good about um, that but yeah we, we're back in action with a vengeance uh now before we get into too much gobbledygook uh tim has some huge news yeah. to share with our listening audience yeah that's right i am proud to announce that the bod pod is launching its own cryptocurrency you're going to be able to pay <laughs> for special episodes and merch using our dad coin no wait is, did we scratch that we're not doing dad coin anymore yeah Oh, wow. No, no oh. longer in the works. <laughs> wow. Thanks for, you got to keep me on that email chain. Um, actually, no, that's not it. Uh, my wife and I are pregnant. We're yeah! expecting baby boy in November, right? Yes. Baby boy Dewald. We're actually, we're actually we, we saved the news, um, as Jill just said on the, uh, well, and you could, I guess you could back time this a little bit. We're coming up on the third trimester here. It's it's getting yeah. to the nitty gritty. Oh, uh, yeah. It's all very exciting. Uh, so this, at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, there's a weird analogy connection there, seriously. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Unintentional. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this week on the show, we're going to be covering how to prepare for baby number two, uh, where I'm looking forward to saying nothing during that segment and all and just listening to Matt speak, who who's actually had to go through that whole process before. And I'm looking forward to pleading the fifth because I still don't know what I'm doing with <laughs> yeah. the two. Oh, I'm glad you said it. Uh, we've also got some reactions to big viral headlines we missed during that hiatus that I was talking about including what happens to the internet when you put your quintuplets on a leash. And, uh, and that's quintuplet children, mind you, not quintuplet puppies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, have you seen quintuplet puppies? Well, that's like a, yeah. that'd be a small litter, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. I think it goes up to like a dozen for yeah. puppy litters. So. Yeah. Don't put them. Dogs find on a leash. Kids, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to hit on friendship. Uh, in, in one of your segments. And lastly, right. we're giving out some snacks at the end. That's what I'm talking about with Mara. Just like a daycare visit. No, so graham crackers, stick around for that. Right, that's the motivation I need. Yeah. <laughs> and so stay tuned. And as always, subscribe, leave a review, help out the Bod Pod. <laughs> Would you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, where maybe one day I'll post again. I'm not sure. And <laughs> send your secret, top secret, and top secret sensitive compartmented information to betteroffdadpod at gmail.com. Matt, uh, do you want to bask in the glow of our pregnancy for just a moment? Do you, are you feeling it right now? You know, I am, but I have an embarrassing confession, Tim. And mm. um, So, you know, 
I've been in the know on this news for quite some time. Uh, um, from the beginning. Yeah, a few months, honestly. I think you were in the room when she was conceived. No, I'm just, he was, <laughs> it's a boy. I didn't okay. say that. It's a boy. <laughs> um, no, I think you said that, but yeah, yeah. Did ba- I? Baby boy deal. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I've, I think I've known since April or something. Yeah. But um, it, it's been so long that I, I forgot that it was not pod official. Yeah. Um, you know. The new, the new Facebook official. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember um, going Facebook official. Yeah, I yeah. Know exactly what you're saying. So anyways, when we were sitting around notes for this um, podcast, we, you know, we typically go back and forth to Google Doc. And mm-hmm. I, I led the way this time. And I, I uh, set it up with the lead just being my own personal bullshit, which, you know, <laughs> pales in comparison to well, this news. And it, but it's very exciting. Um, and a yeah, lot. yeah, you know. I mean, a, lot of, a lot of personal bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel horrible to hear I neglected their, their big news. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel bad about that. Yeah, I'm reading through the Google Doc, and it's like, oh, you know, Lucy really liked the potato salad at our block party. <laughs> we'll get to block parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just want to make sure that, that Tim and Jill don't think that um, I'm underselling their, their big news. Um, it was a, a glaring omission on my part, but um, I, I'm glad we, get, glad we corrected it in time to have it be the lead of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Big congrats to Tim and Jill, and I just hope you aren't making a grave mistake. We probably are, yeah. <laughs> um, we are recording this on a Friday night, first time ever on a Friday for us. Yeah, In mid-August. Um, yeah, my favorite day of the week, honestly. And as luck would have it, our podcast is finally a legal drinker. Good for it. Welcome to episode 21, which finds us drinking... Uh, what do you got over there, Tim? Uh, we, we're both drinking the Working Class Brewery Aviator uh, IPA. Uh, working Class is uh, right out of Cleveland, Ohio, over on Lorraine Avenue in wonderful Cam's Corner. Yeah, the West Park neighborhood of Cleveland. I always forget where the apostrophe lies in that <laughs> thing. And luckily, since I'm saying it, I don't have to worry about that. But I know that's like a thing with uh, with residents over there. Yeah, got a goddamn grammarian over here next to me. <laughs> but um, it, it's, a, it's a solid little neighborhood brewery, um, one of many like that in, in Cleveland. Terrible location in a strip mall, but otherwise it's a great place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Tim, I, I realize we're both closer to our, our double 21st birthday than the real deal we experienced back in college. Yeah. But um, what do you recall from your 21st experience back in the day? Yeah, almost nothing. Uh, do you <laughs> think, Matt, for even a moment that within this impeccable record of our parenting, I'm leaving my children and, and your kids, that I'm going to bury a nugget of alcoholic impropriety such as that. Are you insane? I'm not telling them any about my tw- anything about my 21st birthday. That would just give them license to make all the mistakes that I did. <laughs> well, damn, Tim, I thought I could get you to slip up and give me some college-aged gold for me to share with your kids <laughs> later on. You know, as for me, my 21st experience is somewhat of a blur, uh, though I do remember having a great time with my buddies down in Akron. Uh, we went out downtown AK Akron. A.K. Rowdy. A.K. That's Rowdy, right. yeah. Um, north side, Summit County. Um, <laughs> but let's just say it's a good thing that uh, class was out in December, so I couldn't spend my special night on Court Street in Athens, Ohio. I have no idea of the vibe of – where is that in relation to, like, the Jackie O's, like, the downtown one in Athens? Um, is that on Court Street? That's on Union, but it's intersects Court. It's all very, very compact. Okay. Um, okay. Court and Union are the two main drags of Athens, and it's basically – it's, you know, two, two or three city blocks with – like 18 bars. My Athens experience is very weird because that the only time I've ever been to Athens, Ohio is when I had a week off between jobs when we moved back to Ohio and Jill did not want to burn her vacation days on me and like on my walkabout adventure that I was having between jobs. So I like redid our backyard, like cleaned out a whole bunch of weeds. And then I went to, um, oh my God, Hawking Hills. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was there last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good went place. to Hocking Hills, hiked around for a day, and got like a tiny home with a compost toilet <laughs> right outside of <laughs> Athens. And I like went to like Jackie O's by myself and sat at the bar and had uh, had a lovely time. Uh, had a really bad uh, experience with a spider in that Ooh. tiny home that night. Didn't get a lot of sleep and then drove back the next day. So that's my experience with Athens. That, I thought, that's I thought I you were going to go with the Copperhead. Those are um, you did know, not run into any there. snakes. Did not run into any snakes. No. Well, no. It's, we're going to write this wrong at some point, Tim. Uh, you and I are doing a road trip uh, down the road here. We'll find a, a free weekend. Done. Yeah. I'll, I'll go down to Athens anytime. Fun time. You never grow, outgrow a place like Athens. No. It's a. It is a beautiful town. It is. It's it really a beautiful, is. Beautiful area of Ohio. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, I understand that you were trying to set me up for, uh, you know, you're going to be this whole like, oh, it's just a blur, my 21st birthday, and I was going to share all these like nitty gritty details with you, but I will share this. I do remember on my 21st birthday biting directly into what I believe was a lemon rind uh, <laughs> and drinking straight from a bottle of generic 99 bananas, which is probably called something stupid like 69 kumquats or something dumb. <laughs> Uh, I was living on campus housing at the time in a in a house called the Art House. So after that, we were probably sharing our views on some expressionist painting or something like that. So it was a very unique experience. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a real cultural experience you had <laughs> yeah, there, too. Yeah, it was cultural. Uh, speaking of blurs, it's been a week of back-to-back-to-back milestones for my family. Uh, this week saw Charlie's first day of preschool. Wow. Lucy's second birthday. And my second anniversary as a stay-at-home parent. Yeah, happy birthday, Lucy. Yeah, yeah, she's um, taking in stride. She's, the celebration continues all weekend with, for her with the, the relatives and oh, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a slew of emotions, Tim, uh, from a tinge of sadness that my little dude is no longer quite so little to elation that he's genuinely enjoying preschool despite mixed emotions going into the experience. And with regards to Lucy, the thrill of getting to celebrate um, the first birthday for which she has a vague understanding of the concept of birthdays as well as the confusion when she asked me the other day, where's my penis, Daddy? You do this to me <laughs> all the time. I like to set you up. You just drop <laughs> all this like preschool milestones, birthdays. <laughs> oh, your daughter's two and she's experiencing a second birthday. Mine's coming up. I'd love to hear. And then you drop a penis thing at the end of it <laughs> and you totally derail it. And I have to ask about the penis. How am I supposed to just leave the genitalia out of this discussion now? <laughs> and clearly that takes precedence. Give me some context here. What was your response? Did Elise clear the story for broadcast? What's going on here? Negative on Elise Clarence. She basically <laughs> has given up on, yeah. um, you know. She's never going to catch back up. No. And that's yeah. why this podcast is, is rapidly going downhill. As far as... Um, <laughs> Did I derail that properly? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but as far as The Lucy, penis. The penis. Yes. Lucy and her missing penis. Yeah. Um, I was changing her diaper, and even though she's been given a basic description of her anatomy, she's heavily influenced by her brother and probably got confused. Uh, You know, happens to the best of us. Mm -hmm. And as uh, for my stay-at-home dad milestone, uh, the one one that brings about a complex mixture of emotions, um, including but not limited to pride, joy, exhaustion, and realization of being humbled by parenting many times over. So, um, you know... Lucy's confused. I'm overwhelmed. Uh, you know, we're all. But we're Charlie's all doing great. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah. he uh, he he did really well with with school. It's uh, it's funny. I mean, when you go to preschool, he's only done it three days. So this is this is the city's preschool. Yeah, that he's yeah. Going to now. Um, I'm not going to name the, the specific school. Yeah, yeah, no one needs to visit yeah, him yeah. outside of it and <laughs> yeah, show uh, bod pod like paraphernalia to him or something. Yeah, yeah. but no, he's he's three days in. He has an awesome teacher. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a male teacher, which you know obviously both genders are. are are great, but I was I was 
um, pleased that you know it's so rare to get a, yeah. a, male, a male preschool teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he? So he went to um, preschool, preschool, but he had like like um, you know childcare situation for a little bit prior to the pandemic. I mean, he went to daycare until he was two, but this is you know a complete new world. Does for him. he have? So obviously. What kind of does he make any connection between those two things at all, or is he just like this is a new experience for me? He entirely? has almost no memory. Yeah, you know, I try to bring up um, some of the kids from his preschool, his um, daycare class, and mm-hmm. you know, he's asking me what, he's what like, am I, he's next like, what are you dad. Talking about yeah, dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he's, he's three days in. We've biked to, to school every day, which oh, is awesome. which is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he's he, uh, yeah, he's, it seems like he really likes it. Let's be honest. In, in preschool, you're mostly playing. They do. Right. Um, they call it organized um, kind of play, right? Yeah, well yeah, I guess they have there's three teachers in the, in this large classroom and one of them's an aide and a couple different teachers and they they'll set up stations and it's basically a free for all. They call it um, center room or something where okay. you can go anywhere you want, but it's basically a free for all of just go play wherever you want. And, yeah. Um, they do recess, they do art, they do story time. They do recess from the playing. Uh, they they go to the playground, <laughs> yeah, yeah, separate yeah, of the, yeah. the uh, free for all inside the classroom yeah. play. Um, and yeah, he's, he's got one of his soccer teammates in the class, so they seem to get along. Um, they actually, the other day, um, we did pick up his, his soccer classmate came out with, and, and her mom greeted her and, and they were saying goodbye. And, uh, the soccer, soccer classmate pulled a stunt that I really appreciated when it was time for them to go. Um, she said, mama, I'm a statue. And she just stood there and, <laughs> Now I'm afraid Charlie's going to learn that one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. And just become dead weight. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Uh, can't wait for that take. But um, but yeah, he, re- he really likes it so far. Um, he seems it seems like it's going to be you know a really positive experience for him. It's, it's and the great thing is is he's going to be in the same uh, building until fifth grade. So you know it's he's going to oh, be real very a lot of stability. That's yeah, great. familiarity and. Um, you know, we, he's three days in. By my count, by mid next week, we should all we should all be sick as dogs because it probably only takes yeah. about a week till yeah. you catch whatever ever you're getting anybody every, else has. You're giving but, COVID 22, 23, 24, 25 yeah. in your system now. But yeah. in the meantime, I'm going to speak very highly of of uh, preschool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations on your your uh, your stay at home dad milestone and your yeah. uh, your Charlie's milestone as well. Um, Anyways, Tim, what's what else is new in your world besides um, baby boy Dewald? Yeah, well, I guess I'm a couple of months. Uh, uh, into year two of my experience as a full time parent now, and I can say with assurance, You're a grizzled veteran. Yeah, 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 very grizzled. Uh, <laughs> and I can say with assurance now that I will never know quite what I'm doing, but uh, I know that I'm going Agreed. to be tired, and I'm going to have occasional moments of uh, pure terror, uh, joy, and extreme exhaustion, uh, similar that's to you. The, so that's the full gamut, right there. Yeah, we're still smack in the middle of a bathroom renovation in this house, um, putting our only bathtub out of commission. Uh, commission which, if I'm being honest, has been less of a child-centric issue than I thought it would be. Uh, Mom and Dad got YMCA memberships to shower, but Mara is currently surviving in a Rubbermaid tub situation. This has worked out pretty well, and I think Mara genuinely likes her current digs, although last bath got a little hairy when, in an attempt to calm her, I offered her a chance to wash my hair and dump (laughs) water on my head, which quickly escalated and left our rug in the sunroom a bit worse for wear. Nothing that a little airing out. It's a sunroom, you know, it gets a little, like, a little sun. Like, it'll it'll be fine. It'll air out. It's a little dampness in old house. Yeah, yeah. It's got (laughs) plenty of dampness in this thing. Yeah, no, you're glad to hear that Mara is handling the situation well. Um, in a more disturbing note, Tim, uh, the visual I have in my brain right now is you waltzing into um, the the place uh, with your towel while YMCA is playing, and it's not a 
pretty picture. Listen, I don't know if anybody else has had an experience as an adult going into a group shower, again, <laughs> at a YMCA, but you know exactly what the disturbing picture that should be in your mind oh, is. Oh, yeah. And For sure. It involves the laissez-faire attitude <laughs> that 60-plus-year-old yeah. men I would have say, in group showers. We are far too young to yeah. um, take on that sort of nudist approach, yeah. right? Listen, I I am not a, uh, I'm not a male Adonis. I'm not a male bo- model. I run sometimes. I think I like have doesn't show. Really, you, you look like a slob, Tim. <laughs> no, just kidding. You, you run. You're a hell of a runner. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, but when I go to shower, it's like I'm like a never nude. I turned into Tobias Funke. I got like jean shorts under my underwear. But like these guys, and I will say, you know, you get in there for a long time, you loosen up a little bit. But these guys, yeah. it's like. You're weighing yourself on the scale, and you're just like, do you need to get it within an ounce of <laughs> what your actual weight is? Because you've stripped down to nothing on the end. And how long does it take you to move that bar around, sir? Can you can you act like you're scared of showing your like naked body to everyone else? So, yeah. Now, time out, Tim. I'm going to dig into this a little bit, because now I'm, you, you picked my interest. You can't say time out. Do you want me to stop the recording, or are we going into this? <laughs> no, I'm just not ready to move on with the topic. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I actually I did belong to the YMC for a while, and I switched... Um, gyms and now mm-hmm. I don't belong to any gym because I'm pathetic but anyways <laughs> yeah. um you said it I uh <laughs> I never used the shower when I was there so is yeah. it is it actually like dorm room one big shower no. room okay no, you have your own your own shower stall well okay. I mean uh, what, what are we talking about here too I, I mean okay so you go in there there is a, a place in it it's just a big room there is a place where you could have a double curtain, but only one of them has a double curtain. <laughs> okay. Like an undressing area, and then you go into the area. They all have like the plastic, um, like fiberglass kind of like wall between them, like half wall, you yeah. know? So it's 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 very private. Okay. okay. But, you know, you can see through curtains, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the bad part. The bad part is never the shower. Even if it was just all right. like high school it's mode. It's the like off, right? standing around. Yeah, 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 like at least you'd be in your own zone there. It's the standing around, telling off, looking at your phone, weighing yourself. Looking at blow your phone drying, while you're naked? Blow drying your that. hair, but not the hair on the top of your head. Like all kinds <laughs> of terrible stuff. You don't want to go in there, okay? <laughs> you don't want to go in there. We're going to do the next recording um, live on site at, at the Lakewood So try YMCA. not to screw up your kids too bad. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and here you're bringing a son into this world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to prepare for this kind of stuff. Uh, Anyways, where yeah, were we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep end here. It probably goes without saying that my kids continue to keep me on my toes at all times. Lucy got... <laughs> 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 oh God! Yeah. It's a Friday night now. Tim's reading my part of the script, but um, yeah. Anyways, uh, to keep on going here, uh, mm-hmm. Lucy. Uh, moving on with a few Lucy facts. Um, she has recently discovered that she can, um, rather than waiting for us to come into her her room and get out of her crib at seven a.m., she can wake up at whatever ungodly hour she wants, mm. just by standing up and announcing loudly, "Mama, Dada, I woke up," How and then fun. following it up with some, you know, loud uh, reminders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure in her mind those are expletives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, it's 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 that. Awakening that I mean, no pun intended. That yeah, holy shit, I'm in charge of when I wake up. I'm not yeah you know, yeah. I don't at have the to mercy like, of these go people. back to bed and or right, something. Yeah right right. So we're dealing with that. Um, she's also uh, speaking of this self awareness has developed awareness that there are other people exist in this world. So sometimes she'll see somebody in public and randomly say, uh, very audibly. What is that person? <laughs> I love that, and I've often thought that about uh, with myself sometimes when I'm in, when in public. Yeah. So that's uh, I wish we wish we were on the New York City subway or something. <laughs> oh wow, she would have she would just be like reeling that off like nonstop. Um, 
I cannot wait to be ushered into the world of a talking, perspective-wielding, weaponized toddler like that. Uh, uh, one update uh, uh, for Mara on the world of speaking, because she's still not anywhere near with what is that person or mama dead I woke up. Oh, it's coming. Don't Thank worry. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Mara added a third name to her repertoire. Not grandma, not Grandpa, not like a, not Matt when he walks in to record the podcast. Yeah, what the hell, Mara? I know. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she haven't made the impression on her, I guess. Um, we were all eating dinner the other night when she proudly shouted out, Joe! Upon seeing our neighbor Joe outside taking out the trash. So congrats, Joe, and uh, better luck next year, uh, Grandma and Grandpa. Uh, what is your approach on the what is that person answer when you're hearing that in public? Well, in a perfect world, Tim, I would turn to the person in question and be like, can you, yeah. can you, uh, did you hear her question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feel this question, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, as far as the Joe part, Tim, I think it, um, it must be all of your thanks a lot, Joe Biden talk. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mara here. And, you know, honestly, when it, when it comes to Lucy's, what is that person? Um, I don't, first of all, I don't correct her grammar. You know, she's a little young for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I usually try to respond in an equally audible voice describing what, said person is doing you know i'll say that's another customer in this restaurant or mm-hmm. that's another passenger on the train um, but no matter what i do it's usually awkward af yeah i can imagine right yeah a few more lucy tidbits uh she's taken a strong liking to ice cream sandwiches mm. and requests them at very various hours of the day not yet understanding that such a delicacy is a once in a while treat um, I blame Elise. She's the one who went to Aldi and she, you know she bought broke, a box of them. Yeah, she broke those. <laughs> that broke the, broke the ice cream sandwiches yeah. out. I can hold her culpable because she's never going to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy also thinks that every narrow surface she encounters is a balance beam. <laughs> so I'm constantly holding her hand and helping her across um, when we come upon a curb or landscaping bricks or a railroad ties. Yeah, that was me as a kid. Yeah. It's, it's 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 fun, but yeah. you know it gets a little tedious when you're just trying to yeah. get from point A to we, point B. We need to get to this place now, yeah. not like after <laughs> yeah. you're done balancing on this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, she currently prefers to carry around two tiny Lego pieces. She refers to as her phone and her cup. Uh, both pieces are inevitably dropped and lost several times throughout the day, so we return to our Lego bin and find replacement pieces whenever possible. Yeah. Uh, That's my life right now. Yeah. Uh, Mara has started to like use a utilize a phone situation as well and like every toy that she has has become a phone and she just sometimes it's our phone sometimes it's some other electronic toy she has sometimes it's her shoe that just goes up to her ear and she's like uh also seems a little bit if i might say a little bit demeaning to us as adults that it's just like hello oh i'm (laughs) i'm an adult i'm talking on my phone blah 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 blah, right they're mocking us yeah Yeah. oh yeah lucy believe in we have uh, you know an old-fashioned um basement phone that's actually connected to the wall and on a cord and everything and sometimes lucy we use that she's we've we've given our kids some of our old cell phone you know our original cell phone flip phones oh yeah but you know as far you know in our Attempt, you know, obviously, this they is, look at a flip phone and they're like, "No concept. Yeah. Like, what is this? <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> this is a shovel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, there's only so much we can do to to minimize um, phone usage for our kids. Um, but we, at the very least, we're trying to avoid getting her a, you know, a toy phone. You know, yeah. we feel like the, the real thing's coming probably before we want it to, and that's a that's like a, a whole separate conversation. You know, years down the line with the podcast. Yeah. But for now, you know, we're. It's one thing for her to play with a little Lego and pretend it's a phone, but we're not ready God. to get her, you know, like a Barbie dream phone or something. What is this podcast going to be like when our kids are in high school? I can't imagine. I, I hope it still exists, Tim, but... If it was R-rated now, what's it going to be <laughs> rated when it's... We're talking about boyfriends coming to the pick them up or something, well, we'll, you know? We'll put them on air and quiz them. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, yeah. You know? You guys want to come down to the basement <laughs> yeah. for a little bit here? <laughs>
<laughs> some guys, <laughs> some dads show them their gun collection. We put them on a podcast <laughs> yeah. or whatever the equivalent will be there. Then like a live TikTok or something. Yeah. Like this. Um, An audio, yeah, um, you know, yeah. or a, a video podcast. Clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Mara also very into the ice cream. We did ice cream sandwiches uh, recently as well. And she's always opening that thing up. Although her thing is goldfish crackers. If yeah, she yeah. sees dad like pull out a handful of them during the day and snack, like she's like, where is my, where's my cut? <laughs> anyway, I was able to hold firm with, I'm able to hold firm with most of the goldfish cracker situations and uh, not let her totally run the show on that. So uh, I'm pretty proud of myself. Well done. How's Charlie doing? <laughs> you know, when it comes to Charlie, um, this new newly minted scholar son of mine, um, he currently likes to antagonize his sister by telling her he's going to eat her at various <laughs> times throughout the day. Yeah. So he now owes me a penny every time he says he's going to eat Lucy, which Steep. In, in his world is, is um, yeah, it's, That's huge, a penalty. it's huge currency. That's a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like um, an Elizabeth Warren like level taxation on you. When right we there. find a lucky penny in the ground, Tim, he acts like he just won the lottery. Oh, it's, yeah? It's a huge deal. Is yeah. he's going heads up, not tails? You know, Does we actually, he know that? Funny, we actually just yesterday taught him difference between heads and tails, but oh, really? I don't know where he stands, you know, on um, luck and betting on heads. Heads up, pick it up, uh, tails up. Is oh, is there, is there some down. superstition with that? Oh, yeah, you can't pick up a tails. You oh, can't shit. pick up a, a penny that's tails up. Well, that, that explains my life. That's bad I've been, luck. I haven't picked up any, <laughs> any penny I've seen for years. <laughs> if I would have let those tail things down, yeah. I'd be like, President of the United States. I'd be a billionaire. Right yeah. 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 <laughs> Fucking Jeff Bezos hell, over here. Why am I saying a billion? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, you know, for Charlie and his, his eating, um, you know, the, the punny is considerable, considerable punishment and seems to have thwarted the problem. Um, but I'm still left wondering if he somehow knows that about my shared uh, high school connection to Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, well, clearly he's listening to the pod, and he said it's been a recurring subject <laughs> on the show. And I take it Lucy does not appreciate this threat that he's uh, offering. Yeah, she's definitely not a fan um, of being told she's going to be eaten by her bro. <laughs> and in an ironic twist, she's actually the one of the pair who um, has ever resorted to biting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, she'll she'll go for a shoulder every now and then. You know? <laughs> but um, unlike Dahmer, uh, Charlie is mostly kind to animals. Uh, we've had a few times recently where we've been. Um, Late obligations, uh, not because of Lucy needing to balance beam everything, uh, but because um, Charlie has wanted to um, have me check and remove potato bugs from behind um, our car in the driveway. Wow. Um, Charlie, which, those things are going to survive a nuclear apocalypse. You don't have to worry about them. <laughs> They're going to be here long after yeah, yeah, yeah. humanity is gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, and finally for Charlie, we recently enjoyed a nice lunch with my mom at a hot dog place in Portage Lakes. Uh, it was a very pleasant experience until as we were leaving, Charlie decided to announce loudly to the entire eatery that it smelled like poop in here. <laughs> uh, I, for one, did not discern this particular odor, but needless to say, uh, my mom and I both got a chuckle out of this minor shitstorm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, Charlie had just crop dusted that entire restaurant <laughs> and was just trolling them as he walked out the door, which, that's the case. Good for you, Charlie. That's, that's sinister. That's a, that's a plus trolling. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of bodily functions, I had oh an experience recently this leading me into a chaos theory of parenting that I'd like to debut on the show yeah, right now. Yeah, we haven't had enough of your theories. Yeah, this. yeah, this is, I feel like this should be a whole new segment or something. Most like likely. Parenting yeah. theories or something. Like a little like science bubbly sound going on behind there or something. We'll see if I remember. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark on our uh, please do mark on our thing to, to remind it's me. It's gotta to be like that. a beaker boiling over yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of a weird science hit or something going on in there. I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
the chaos theory is this. Um, no matter what we do as parents, what smart steps we take to protect our children, we're totally screwed. Okay? <laughs> and the universe is against us and seeking to cause harm to what we hold most precious. Precious. No matter what. Okay? Can't stop it. Uh, Mara and I, let, take this for example. Mara and I were at the park the other day, Lakewood Park, big one. Uh, when we came across a young girl playing by herself with the largest snot ball I have ever seen <laughs> dangling from her nose. It looked like something like you buy at like Mark's in the toy aisle that no one's touched in 20 years next to like the like, you know, like the cap gun, you know, and it's like, oh, oh, snot ball, like surprise your friends. This thing's just hanging down like inches off of her nose. Kind of uncomfortable. It was terrible. Uh, and anyway, this girl begins to show interest in like hanging around Mara and I think man I gotta get this girl out of here I don't want <laughs> I don't want any part of what this girl has back to COVID 20 21 22 and 23 she's got all of them at the same time um so we hightail it to another part of the park where moments later a young boy about her age uh standing right behind her just like turns looks at her and plants a kiss directly on her lips <laughs> uh, <laughs> The dad, to his credit, like came over and was like, "Oh no, no, no! We don't do that. We don't do not. We don't kiss people that we haven't <laughs> talked to and like asked." Uh, it was very embarrassed, but it was fine. You know, out of the frying pan into the fryer, as they say. You just can't. You you, you can't account for all the things that are going to happen to your kid. Yeah, I mean, Tim, the the parenting gods were certainly playing a cruel trick on you. <laughs> and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe uh, it's actually the mouth and not the nose that's considered the germiest part of the human face. Oh, interesting. Um, but if I'm being honest, uh, this is all fairly benign. Uh, you never know, after all, what it, uh, someone uh, you know when some uh, what someone's going to yeah. say when they start out speaking of bodily functions. Yeah, that could have. I was fearing the worst. Yeah, that could have <laughs> gone south very quickly. Um, another uh, update: Mara has also recently become enamored with throwing, kicking, and catching balls of all kinds. Uh, she's getting a lot better at uh, throwing, and I'm actually somewhat impressed with her ability to catch, although she typically holds her hands in a basket approximately one inch from her chin when you tell her to catch. It's like, you're asking me to throw this ball right at your nose, and I don't, I don't really want to do that. Um, it's led to some pretty cool encounters. You know, Speaking of random encounters in the park, uh, it's led to some pretty cool encounters in the park where I've encouraged her to kind of share her ball with some of the other kids, and then we get like an impromptu pass and catch circle with a bunch of kids in the park, and uh, it's just, it's reinforced my faith in uh, spontaneous park encounters with kids. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome, Tim. And, I, you know, I hope those hand-eye coordination skills continue to develop. Uh, neither of my kids is able to catch anything except a cold every other week. Well, don't get them next to the snot girl, man. They're going to be, <laughs> they'll catch all those diseases. <laughs> Okay, headlines for the week. <laughs> We've switched beers Friday now. night. Yeah, Friday night <laughs> podcast. Going to get a little sloppy. I'll tell you what, don't even listen to anything past the headlines. It's not going to be worth it. Uh, it's going to be rough. What are you drinking now, Matt? Oh, man, this is um, a uh, Sweet Home uh, Citra El Dorado and... Uh, Muteca? Thank you. Muteca mm -hmm. Hopped uh, IPA from Hot Butcher, which is in from uh, Greater Chicago. Really great area of chicago what what do we decide lincoln lincoln park lincoln park my buddy area. frank uh used used to live big fan of chicago great great whenever city. i'm there i'm like i'm moving to chicago yeah yeah it's a great, agreed great I, I should stop going because it's just uh, <laughs> it's too much it's of a, a danger to my whole family i know <laughs> i'm drinking yeah, um wow Bar Bararami? 
Uh, rocket surgery. It's a triple double TDH double IPA. What would that even stand for? I don't even know. With Willow Springs lemongrass. Wow. In it. It's uh, it's got a little uh, butterfly. On the it's a beautiful, beautiful can design. Beautiful can. Beautiful I told can. Tim, um, you know, normally we stop at two, but because it's a Friday night and because I biked here this evening, um, yeah. this might be a three beer pod. So uh, I just got to get two yourself. flights of stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to get real <laughs> rough by the book review by the end. Um, okay, headlines uh, for the week, for the month, for the long time. Right. Yeah. You know, there was some big news from the CDC recently. We, we really need to talk about that on the show. Uh, I'm not talking about the revised COVID guidelines that eliminate the need for quarantines or the agency's promise to reorganize after its response to COVID and monkeypox. I'm talking about the most important headline out of the CDC, and that is those fountains of fecal matter, the splash pad. <laughs> oh, dear uh, God. <laughs> yeah. The CDC has warned us about two recent outbreaks, one involving a norovirus and the other Shigila, I think it's pronounced, which I've never heard of before, but apparently causes bloody diarrhea, so that's great. Um, <laughs> outbreaks of those diseases related to splash pads, both were related to improperly uh, disinfected splash pads in Kansas and children getting that water into their mouths. Matt, I know you and I have had a couple splash pad uh, play dates with our kids, not just us. Uh, and I've seen you just open your mouth right up and drink that water all the time. <laughs> are, you, are you reconsidering that behavior after after hearing this? Well, Tim, I, w- I wonder how many um, listeners we lost immediately when you said bloody diarrhea. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, um, this is where I thought you were going when you said you're speaking of bodily functions opener. Um, you know, my kids and I spent countless days this summer at splash pads. Um, and while I do wish that they had proper chlorination and filtration like what's required at pools, I'll take the risk um, of a so-called fecal fountain any yeah. day over the far more serious risks posed by pools and lakes. Um, that, of course, of drowning. Well, you're taking this to a serious um, place, huh? Yeah, no. I mean, when you you know you take two kids under under five, um, which you know you're gonna be in that same boat here yeah. soon, um, to the pool while solo parenting, it's dangerous stuff. Um, you know, you're watching them closely, of course, um, but um, it's still it's a scary situation. And um, I'm all about the splash pads. Um, you know, as a a safer option. I mean, of course, it's it's certainly possible to drown in a splash pad, but much much less likely. Um, you know, so I'll I'll take this risk. And besides, you know, a little poopy water never truly hurt anyone, right? I experiment with that every week, and it's never <laughs> hurt me at all. Um, and honestly, a splash pad really well. You can that uh, we um, in the center of Cleveland. There's they redesigned Public Square, what probably like six or eight years ago or something now. Yeah. Um, and they put in a splash pad there, and it's um. You know, there's a point where you're just walking around in not even angle deep water, like foot deep water. Right. And it's great. It's very cooling, actually, to be in that kind of a setting. And you're in the middle of like a, a cityscape and they've got big fountains there. And the kids really like it. It's like a very cool yeah. experience. And it does cool you off. And like you said, it's like safer thing. Mara was like, now this sounds dangerous and terrible considering the fecal matter, sto- fecal matter story. But <laughs> she was like lying down on the ground in there. <laughs> Uh, rolling around in shit. Uh, and um, so anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. At some point, you just assume everything that your kid is, like, covered in someone's poop at some point in time. Right. Um, and uh, I think, you know, you still plan to advise them against, you know, obvious things like don't drink the splash pad water, hug the snotty girl, etc. But <laughs> some of the stuff, like you're saying, it just kind of feels unavoidable in, in some totally. way, shape, or form. And um, I was somewhat comforted by the fact that the diseases in the story that we talked about um, were not, you know, they're serious, but they're not life-threatening necessarily. 
Yeah, this definitely feels like a case where the grossness factor uh, far exceeds the actual danger factor. Yeah. And I'm sure there are plenty of absolutely disgusting things we do in life. Um, I know there are in yours. (laughs) Public toilets and hotel bed sheets uh, come to mind. Or Airbnbs for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or what in my happened personal in that case, bed? Yeah. Hound, hound dog slobber. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are certainly <laughs> cases where it's worthwhile to not overthink it. Uh, but of course, it's also necessary to take sanitary precautions with your kids. I suppose the true answer is somewhere in the middle. That's true. That's right. Uh, next up, in early August, uh, Jordan Driscoll, a Kentucky father of quintuplets, set social media ablaze by posting a short Instagram reel of him escorting his five children, all attached by a leash. As you might expect, the comment section of the internet uh, take machine lit up in both defense and on the attack of his parenting decisions. Uh, Matt, you brought this up originally. I think you sent this. I think you set this story up. I'm a bit torn, but I'm going to give you first crack of the story so I can make fun of you either way on the other side of it. What were your thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, you're pretty good. Just take whatever side I I don't (laughs) take. Um, Especially put your neck out on the line for this one. (laughs) Especially if it's Burke Airport. Would you like to defend this asshole, Matt? (laughs) Um, In fact, I would like to. Mm. You know, so Tim, well, this guy's social media of the situation came across a bit braggy. I'm pretty firmly in the cap of expunging him of any true wrongdoing. Yeah. I can't even begin to fathom what it's like to have quintuplets, um, but even if I could, who the hell am I to tell this dude how to parent his unreasonably large collection of toddlers? Yeah, uh, if I have learned one reliable thing from parenting thus far, it is that judging another parent is easy, and I often do it. <laughs> uh, but instead, to actually try to refrain from that, because the moment I say how terrible something is, or that I would never do it... Uh, you know, I do that terrible thing immediately following that. Yeah. Um, and look, I, I read a New York Post article on this, and they found some pediatrician to trot out and offer their opinion in a story and say, you know, this is terrible, and what if a kid gets tangled, and they're concerned about strangulation, and la 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 la. Uh, look, buddy. I have one kid that just after attending our block party last weekend, I know you had one recently as well, that does suddenly does not understand that a street exists and cars drive down anymore and wants right, to right. run right into it, right? Uh, we went and grabbed ice cream right before we recorded this podcast tonight. And uh, Mara and one of our friend's kids were kind of chasing each other around. It was really cute. But then Mara is like beelining it towards the street. And yeah, scary. Jill, like, you know pregnancy at all like turned into a superhero and like hopped over five tables and like went to grab her fortunately she turned before she got there um but this stuff like you were talking about with like taking your kid to a pool like there's like an imminent threat of death at any time when your kid goes through uh, go towards the street so right anything that takes that threat off the table um i think is a good thing and i'm not going to um to uh, attack a, a fellow parent because they're doing that that said, I am torn here because this article, <laughs> I knew there was a but. <laughs> the article that I read about this guy did say that Mr. Driscoll uh, did a post uh, did post a response video uh, about this after he got like a little bit of turmoil on it on his quote popular TikTok page end quote and that's just a red flag for me right there. <laughs> okay, if somebody has a quote popular TikTok page, I no longer take this person seriously. Bullshit, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I watched I, your dance videos on there. They're very <laughs> they're very engaging. I wouldn't know how to log on to TikTok if it if it bit me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does turn out that this guy uh, this guy in Kentucky is a rapper. Oh. He goes by the name of Drix. 
He's got a song called Minivan. Wouldn't I, Kentucky be like bluegrass folksy country? Area? It was a little bit like, who was that guy? Paul Wall or somebody? Okay. Or it was a little like, um, you know, like southern country white guy rapper okay. situation. Yeah, yeah. It was... It, I listened to Minivan, the song. It's teetering a little bit between I'm an actual like rap artist and I want to be taken seriously and like tongue in cheek, wink, wink, like this is just funny. We're having a good time, guys. So um, listen, the, the point is I spent way too much time on this already. Okay. I got a kid. <laughs> I don't know why I'm watching YouTube videos. I could not find a smoking gun about him either way to make a judgment on him. Like I said, I never do. But look. Popular TikTok and a Today Show interview that he had after a social media video shows you leashing your kids. You're on notice, my friend. Okay? Like, just be careful. Well, and Tim, I'll tell you where you can make a judgment. Um, One final headline here. Um, The news broke just yesterday. Um, My daughter's birthday. I didn't didn't appreciate the timing of that. That uh, a punishment has been handed out to Deshaun Watson. The uh, NFL and the NFL Players Association came to an agreement uh, that – um, the Cleveland Browns' new quarterback is going to miss 11 games and be fined uh, $5 million um, Which, this season. Pocket when change you got, what, for him. 20, 230, $232 million, something like that, yeah, yeah, something like that guaranteed, guaranteed yeah, yeah. over five years. Um, you know, yeah, slap on the hand for sure. Um, you know, so Tim and I have talked about this before when it first came out. And, you know, I think, honestly, I thought he was going to miss the whole season. And, yeah. Um, and I was even thinking, like, oh, if, well, if he's not playing – I can't let the Browns off the hook, but maybe I, you know, my fandom will return slightly. But um, I'm pretty disgusted. And, and Tim, you know, from what we've we've seen, um, the organization has put out a announcement indicating that Watson is remorseful. And yet he did a press conference yesterday um, where he was anything but remorseful. I'm saying saying as much as he's maintaining his innocence, um, and that him. Um, agreeing to a settlement and, and to a punishment um, in no way insinuates that um, he is actually guilty. Tim, the whole situation is disgusting. How do you know? I want to get your take on how you feel about it. And also, how do we as lifelong Browns fans fill this void? Uh, first, I'm not offering myself up as a lifelong Browns fan uh, right now. I will say I'm a, I'm a, 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 a come later Browns fan. That's okay. what I'll say. That's what I'll say. Uh, now, normally that would be like a slight on me for not being with them for life, but now I can be like, oh, I didn't like these guys in the first place. Like, <laughs> I, I just I but, moved back to Cleveland and I was like, I'm going to support the Browns. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, he's cool, right? Wait, so tell me, so you, you didn't grow up in Maslin being a pretty serious Browns fan? No, my parents were not big football people. Okay. Uh, my dad was in the band, my brother was in the band, my mom uh, taught uh, drama. And English, I think, when she was a teacher. Yeah. Uh, but Maslin, where the high school, um, the town that I grew up in, uh, pretty serious football obsession down there. So, yeah, so I was I, very I rushed Maslin to assumptions Tiger. because yeah, of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How dare you assume <laughs> what I was obsessed with? Um, how do I? How do I feel about it? Uh, I feel terrible. I feel like the this guy. We are essentially rubber stamping a guy that even the NFL's own third party arbitrator judge said was a sexual predator. Like that's in the thing. Right. Right. That everyone was like holding up, like he's a sexual predator. Basically that whole thing was like, he's a sexual predator. There's no precedent for me to like, you know, like shame him and murder him in the streets. So instead I'm going to give him a six game suspension that the NFL then appealed. Right. Right. Um, 
But even their own independent investigation said, like, this guy is gets bad news. You don't want any, you don't want any part of this dude. Right. Um, and then you have people celebrating it, like, oh, well, he wasn't convicted in by, you know, he wasn't indicted by a grand jury, which you can, you know, go down the conspiracy theory hole there as to maybe why they didn't press charges and the pressure on local district attorneys and all that kind of stuff if you if you want to do that. Uh, but even then, the own N- the NFL's own investigation says this guy is like bad news bears and a sexual predator. Uh, and then I just like from a recovering television person and a and a PR practitioner in a past life and and now a uh, you know a, a commentator on uh, fecal matter and splash pads uh, from the PR practitioner point of view. Like, they have done such a bad job talking about this from the whole time. Right. They haven't taken things seriously. The Haslams are using words like triggered in in press releases around this. Oh, yeah. He's... They're butchering the whole situation. He's not admitting guilt, but he's sorry for what he did, and he's going to try to be better, but he's claiming his innocence. Like, what happened... What is your version of events that you're even talking about at this point? Right. You know, like, what are you saying? He's living an alternate reality. I know. And it's just, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I do think in the end, the thing that gets me about this whole thing is that, and whatever, I'm a voracious Twitter user and it's bad for my <laughs> mental health and probably my physical health. Um, and you shouldn't extrapolate everyone's opinions uh, on top of like random internet comments that you get on this kind of stuff, right? But we did it with the Kentucky rapper, so why not do it with this guy too? <laughs> Is that he? People are so willing to just say, "Well, he's not in jail for what he did." Nobody said nobody's putting him in jail, and he's a really good football player. So I think that we should just like be ready to move beyond this, and everyone's going to feel really stupid when they win a Super Bowl or make the playoffs or whatever his physical prowess is able to do with the team. And that is just the shittiest message to me possible that the NFL would want to convey, um, that the Cleveland Browns would want to convey, is just that, well, this guy very likely, by the NFL's own admission, did terrible things, but hey, he's also a really good athlete. Right. And that's the exact wrong message going back into, you know, the the dad message of this whole podcast that is the exact wrong message you want to send to young men in this country yeah it's definitely it is a consistent message but the wrong message we want to send to young women in this country right like right um and i don't know that's it's just super depressing um from that standpoint i, I don't know what you you have additional thoughts on it too yeah tim so for me you know i, I blame the nfl I blame the Cleveland Browns. I blame Deshaun Watson. Um, I do feel sorry for the fan base because yeah. um, Cleveland They're Browns fans p- have um, had a tough go the last few decades, and they didn't ask for this. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't. They, you know, they're they're being torn. Um, and you know, there are some who are going to go along with this. There are some like me who are going to sit this season out. Um, but I am a lifelong Browns fan. I uh, um, it was my one of my strongest ties to my late father, and. One of my earliest memories um, of Cleveland sports is in 1993, I'm going to say, going to my first Browns game at the old stadium. It was a snow game against the San Diego Chargers. Oh, yeah. And um, the whole game, the loudspeaker was saying, um, 
telling, you know, make an announcement saying, Browns fans in the dog pound, please stop throwing snowballs at the San Diego Chargers. (laughs) It didn't matter at all. All game long, whenever they're on that end of the field. These guys are like, what the hell are these balls? Yeah. (laughs) You know, they they live in San Diego. They need to experience some snowballs. They've never seen anything outside of 78 and 70. You know, uh, the point is, you know, I have a a very strong emotional connection to the Cleveland Browns. And um, I am prepared to withdraw my fandom, at least for the time being. But I, I, I just feel bad. I feel bad for the fans. I've, obviously, I feel bad for um, the victims themselves and anybody who's triggered by the situation. But um, shame on the Browns. Shame on Deshaun Watson and shame on the NFL. Um, I don't know what else to say, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think in the end, the NFL has rules in place, in theory, to um, – penalize this kind of conduct right right they have like how many how many players are gone because they smoked weed right how many players are no longer playing is is sitting on silence because they smoked weed colin kaepernick doesn't exist in the league anymore uh and he kneeled for the national anthem right um and, like, I know some people say it's like, well, he's not that good of a quarterback. It's like, well, have you seen the people that are the Browns roster, like, backing <laughs> up? <laughs> we, we got a guy who's got, like, like got, like, uh, like six, like, completions and 12 interceptions, I think, backing up Jacoby Brissett. Like, it's it's bad. Yeah. Um, so you can't tell me it's that. And I, I, I don't know. I, I just, like, just terrible message. Um the league has weapons to get this. The guy should be blackballed. Like the guy mm-hmm. should be blackballed from like. I don't care that he's. I don't care that a, that a court didn't indict him on it. The dude is a sexual predator, and everybody knows it. Yeah. And he's forced into this weird situation, being like, "Well, I didn't do that because everyone says I'm like the law said I'm not guilty, but everybody knows that I am, so I feel bad about it, and I'm going to say it." Like, if you didn't sexually assault a bunch of women, if you didn't just like casually flip your thing on their hand during a massage on purpose uh you don't say like oh i feel bad yeah about it. um so yeah i don't know it's a disaster yeah and again like and all these women that have had to be dragged through this and had to have their own um motives questioned and right. oh they're just out for money the, vic- the victim and, blaming yeah the yeah, victim yeah. blaming of the entire thing um all because we want to feel good rooting for this guy and winning football games. Who gives a shit? You know, like, but again, as I say that, I looked, I looked at you and you're like, you had this uh, strong emotional connection uh, with your dad on it and uh, it matters. Like, it's an important thing. Yeah. And the fact that the NFL could not see all this happen and say, we got to take action on this so it's not... Um, it should never have gotten to this It's point. not changed the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a disaster. He shouldn't so. have gotten to the point where he could sign this lucrative contract. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tim, you know, and we don't need to belabor the point. Uh, you know, I think at this point I'm willing to make a truce with you um, or a, a deal with you. Let's, you know, let's not say the word Cleveland Browns the uh, the rest of this season on the podcast. The team from Cleveland? Well, is that what we're going to say? Like like when no one would say Indians anymore and it was like the Cleveland baseball team for in Toronto? I, honestly, I just feel like we should act like they don't exist. And, you know, and speaking of the, the Cleveland. Um, the Bengals. <laughs> that Joe Burrow guy's a hell of an athlete. He is. He's from Athens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, the, you know, the Cleveland Guardians, I mean, talk about a uh, um, one of the lowest payrolls in baseball, um, the youngest team in baseball. In, are they still leading the? They are in first place yeah. in their in their division. 
Um, a great story. The most come from behind wins in the league this year. Yeah. Um, they play defense. They they pitch well. They they don't hit home runs, but they, they hit for average. Um, that's what I wish the uh, the local media was talking about sports-wise um, as opposed to Deshaun Watson. But, um, yeah, Tim, I think at this point we could be done with the Cleveland Browns um, on the podcast uh, for 2022. You feel okay with that? We're done. Let's go back to dad stuff, I guess. Sounds good. This episode of the Better Off Dad podcast is brought to you by Blimp City Bike and Hike. Matt, Blimp City Bike and Hike is very close to your heart. Near and dear, Tim. It's uh, my family's uh, bicycle shop. It's a full-service, family-owned shop in Akron, Ohio, where I'm from, uh, located right on the Towpath Trail um, near the Cauga Valley National Park, which is an incredible uh, public asset. Beautiful and huge, too. You can go on the Towpath Trail like all the way down there. It's like, how long is the Towpath Trail? It's like, gosh... Um, Over 100 100 miles? miles? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Founded in 2009, Blimp City offers a wide range of quality bicycles from reputable brands, Kona, Felt, Bianchi. I think that's, I said that right in Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, As well as specialty bikes uh, like Elliptigo stand-up bikes, electric bikes, scooters, folding bikes, and recumbent bikes. I have not gotten, I know I talked about on the ad read before that I was going to get an electric bike. I have not done that yet, but we do have a burly um Burley B, which is the little like toe behind uh, baby carrier, love it. It's great. Yeah, electric bikes are blown up right now. It's 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 the future, Tim. I I'm mean, seeing them everywhere. Yeah, it's it's great because you have pedal assist, so you still can pedal your bike. It's just you can add a little boost behind you for hills or when you when you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, the shop also carries cycling accessories and rental bikes. Uh, uh, Blimp City prides itself on providing exceptional customer service. I can vouch for them. I know those folks pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not great during Thanksgiving. Don't bring up family event, you know, like <laughs> politics and religion at the family dinners. Different but, beast altogether. Yeah, but customer service is great. <laughs> uh, they also have uh, comprehensive repair services. I know, which is great for uh, anytime you get your. Because I like bikes, but I don't. I don't want. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a grease monkey. You oh know yeah, what I mean, they can uh, help you out with tune-ups or, or more serious projects as well. Yeah. Uh, visit blimpcitybikeandhike.com to learn more and mention this ad in store to receive 20% off any accessory purchase. Make Blimp City your headquarters for outdoor adventure. All right. We are back for our main topic. And I was just telling Tim that even I can't trip over my feet that easily to butcher the main topic, but we'll see. Here it well, goes. Here, well, now prove it. Yeah, so circling back to Tim's big family news, the countdown is on until another Dewald graces our planet. Mm. I imagine this kid is going to be hilarious, urban-centric, and perhaps a tad nerdy. I'm going to try to get him on mandatory parking minimums early to see if I can get him really <laughs> leaning into that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim, Tim's all about the uh, come down on parking to kind of force public transit and ban cars, get pedestrians. Rid of them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, no more a whole, whole separate podcast. But every once in a while, we kind of touch <laughs> yeah. on this topic. Yeah. We're going to try to do a war on cars, better off dad podcast uh, crossover. We'll Let's see do it. a crossover event. I made the kids ride the train uh, yesterday down to Little Italy. It was love it. Good time. Yeah. Love it. But uh, in any case, let's chat about Tim uh, as a stay-at-home parent, how he can best prepare to double his pleasure. Yeah, for the record, I'm not saying double my pleasure as a <laughs> commentary for obvious reasons, but uh, <laughs> um, I think the kid has a solid shot at at least one of those awesome attributes. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, I will tell you the most embarrassing moment thus far has been when I found myself in the park with Mar recently, giving way too much attention Uh uh, of my attention to a YouTube video <laughs> titled How to Throw a Baseball. 
because I'm no good at that. And suddenly with the prospect of raising a male child, I've realized I am woefully inadequate on some of the most baseline gender normed expectations I am expected <laughs> to bring him up to speed on. I think I can do I can give him a half Windsor on tying a tie. Can you tie a full Windsor? I think so. I can't do that. I am. Um... I'm inadequate. I don't even. I don't even have enough facial hair to show stereotype. how to teach how to shave. It's going to be terrible. Oh, very intuitive. Throw yeah. the gender stereotypes out the window, Tim. You're, you're good. Perfect. Good. You're giving away your best stuff right now. Yeah. Uh, so um, I will say, for my shoulders' sake, though, I should really probably go back and finish that baseball video. Gender norms aside, yeah. uh, it's it's going to be an important thing. Got to teach the curveball. Yeah, <laughs> for, to both your kids. Curveball. I can't even make it go out of my hands. Uh, I am sure my hopes, fears, and concerns are going to change a lot over the coming weeks, and we'll use this podcast to document my pending mental breakdown. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm looking I'll give for- you a phase-by-phase phase of, of <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. his uh, mental deterioration. <laughs> I'll just be your slobbering, and you'll be the one talking about what happened to me. Um, I look forward to the sleep deprivation show we record like two weeks after my child is born, and it's just me reading the instructions on a bottle warmer for like 45 <laughs> minutes. You're like, Tim, we were talking about like food this week, and I'll be like, yeah, dude, Heat it to level five if you want to do it in ten minutes. You never know what kind of sleep you're gonna get, Tim. But that's my biggest one of my biggest pet peeves of parenting is when people say stuff like, "Oh, get ready not to sleep for the next year." Not six necessarily months the case. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it totally depends. And even if it is the case, like, why would you say something like that? Have you seen this thing? Speaking of bottle warmers, have you seen this thing out? I can't remember what it's, the product is called, but it's like the Keurig of um, uh, formula. I've not seen that. It's like formula pods. And it like shoots like perfectly temperatured hot water into it. Wow, I think it's kind of bullshit. Like a lot of parents were talking about how, <laughs> um, you, it's like a very specific cleaning process for it. I gotta find the name for it. Well, you know, we'll put it in the show notes or we'll call it, talk about it next episode or something. But formula, obviously, you, you gotta be a little exact with that stuff. You can't go light or too much. It's like bad for the baby when they're right, when right, they're right. first born. And that apparently that product was like not. Um, properly filling it sometimes you have to clean it or else it won't get enough formula in there or like cake up and all that kind of stuff it's like uh it's a bad thing well we and sh- furthermore um elise doesn't let me use keurigs anyways because of the environmental impact you know she wants yeah and like the reusable cake cups suck yeah they're terrible right, right. yeah i once overflowed the cake up in one of my jobs after uh <laughs> when i moved back uh i won't say which one because then it'll <laughs> embarrass me even more but i i like overflowed a k-cup because i was trying to use a reusable k-cups they're terrible they're not worth it burn the burn the world down before you use a reusable k-cup they're terrible yeah I'm, I'm with you there tim there you go okay anyway let me share a couple of things that are on our mind mostly my mind jill's probably focused on real important things uh <laughs> going into kid number two like here. actually birthing the baby <laughs> yeah, yeah. like <laughs> having a child and making them healthy and happy um, so the first thing on the topic is the name for us. Um, it's been actually much more difficult this time around with boy names uh, than with the the girl names the first time around. I would agree with that Mara. assessment. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's I hear this experience. from parents all the time. Um, if some Silicon Valley tech giant wants to write an algorithm and spits out like 10 perfect names for our kid <laughs> derived from a set of parameters we put in, I will put... I'm going to say $20 into your seed stage funding right now, okay? <laughs> I'm getting a full... Full Jackson. Um, we are we are down to uh, two choices, though. Um, Matt and Charlie. Matt, what do you think about those <laughs> picks that we have? Charlie all day. Matt, Matt, is, <laughs> Matt is such a cliche 80s, 90s Go name. with Elise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But no, and I get it. It's, it's such a big decision. You have so many people weighing in. I mean, it is a big decision, and yet it's it doesn't big, matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's I see it both it's like ways. eating poop at the splash pad or whatever oh, we were yeah. talking about before. You're gonna flourish. They're, they're gonna flourish regardless. We're gonna name them splash pad fecal matter. All <laughs> 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 yeah. one word. Oh uh, my goodness. Um, but no, you, I'm sure you guys will be fine. I, I'm I'm excited. I hope that after it's said and done, you'll tell me what the other finalist name was. Yeah, we'll give you the the full rundown. Cool. Um, Second, I think on our on our list is rearranging the house. So we we talked about our hometown uh, often on this podcast here in Lakewood, Ohio. Um, it's really great old housing stock here, um, but not the four bedroom, three bathroom houses you find in in a lot of other areas of the country right now. Yeah, um, we're uh, you know we just both of us uh, just celebrated uh, the one hundredth uh, birthdays for our homes pretty recently. Our houses right? share a birthday, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, nineteen nineteen twenty two. Uh, so, uh, we're going to be juggling guest rooms and new bedrooms for our kids. Also then considering, you know, is it time to move to a toddler bed for Mara? It just seems pretty stupid to buy another crib, you know, obviously. Um, speaking of silly, and we talked about this, uh, I feel a bit dumb even sharing this conversation because as I mentioned before, these houses were built in the 1920s and, um, what? How many kids that are ha- are uh, were in our houses in their prime? Like oh, ten yeah. kids in yeah, a room, yeah. probably like forty kids in the house yeah, or yeah. something. Um, it's pretty crazy that it's like a concern now, but realistically, like grandparents are probably gonna be staying here, taking care of one kid while we're in the hospital for a couple of days and doing that whole thing. So how's that gonna right. work? Like that's that's been a focus of us early on. I think I'm with you, Tim. So my um, my father in law Andy, who's um, he is a loyal listener. Um, thank you, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Um, he is a uh, Lakewood. Uh, he's Lakewood born and raised. Okay. And he is um, one of eleven. He's actually the middle child of wow. eleven. And yeah, sure enough, all eleven kids were. Um, were they ages like eleven, ten, nine, eight, seven, six? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually a decent. It's a it's a decently wide range. But you know, I mean, and I'm sure you know. Obviously, I don't know how much overlap there was. But Andy, what what um, crop were you responsible for <laughs> in the farm out there? Eleven kids. I just assume they were like putting those kids to work. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because at one point the family did move out to Arizona to, uh, I believe, to start a farm. Oh, and they wow. Had, they had a, for at least for one year. He, I know grapes he, of wrath shit right yeah, here. Yeah, and, yeah. And Andy, um, gosh, I'll have to have him on here. So he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. Um, he actually graduated from, uh, he went to Lakewood throughout his entire childhood and yeah. into high school, but then he, his senior year was in Arizona. Oh, wow. his family started to farm out there. And it, yeah. was, it was temporary, and they moved back eventually. But there's some cool stories about, you know, raising goats, slaughtering goats, um, all those things. We got to get him on. And j- the whole topic of the conversation is slaughtering goats. Yes. Um, and probably other animals as well. Are you watching Severance, the show? No. Okay. There's, is that there's a goat. There's a goat reference oh, okay. somewhere. Yeah. Biblical or something? Uh, questionable. Jill and I are not through it in the entire yet, and I have no idea what's okay. going on. We'll circle show, back so. to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, the whole point was, you know, um, Andy and his 10 other siblings and their parents all lived in a house um, here in Lakewood. Oh. Um, you know, so it goes to show, yeah, us playing musical chairs when we have yeah, two kids. Two kids, two, yeah, two yeah. adults. How are and, we going to do it? And yeah. we're in the same boat, Tim. And, you know, um, it's funny. So last episode, and I know it was a long time ago, but... What was we, that January? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the summer off, summer vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so you're very European. Well, the last episode we were talking about your bathroom model, and talking about how your conundrum of of showering. And, yeah. Um, and it never it never even crossed my mind to say that, you know, lots of people in our age group and in our demographic can't you know have multiple bath bath full bathrooms in their house. It wouldn't be a big deal. 
Right. You know, to even say like, oh, by the way, these are old liquid houses. There's one full bathroom. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. But um, you put such the is our dad life. shower in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. And, t- and we face the same the same same thing you're talking about. So when we had um, two kids, we um, we now occup- our uh, second floor only has three bedrooms. So you know, between us and the two kids, those are occupied. So our basement, which is semi finished, is now mm-hmm. our our guest room and Elise's um, home office for when she works from home. But you know, down the road, who knows? I could totally see Charlie deciding that's his future bedroom, and then you get a nice his bedroom space becomes up a, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becomes yeah. A, the guest room, and so who knows how we'll be juggling? But I, I understand your um, dilemma here. Yeah, I, it's just it, it is fascinating how these homes have adapted and changed, and like you know, like uh, fit with the times, and how they continue to you know, if walls could talk. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so number three on our list: potty training. Again, maybe you want to tune out at this point. I don't know. It's going to be a lot about pooping and pee. Uh, fecal fountains? Yeah, fecal fountains in their own right. Uh, so our kids are going to be just a shade over two years apart, and the prospect of potty training uh, Mara after kid two arrives is not something that I'm interested in mentally processing at this point in time. Uh, so we are considering trying to sneak that in ahead of time. Um a- yeah, I, I, a bit on the early side, but you know, around two is when I think it, it's it's the the time that you start to kind of get into that before the little brother gets here. Uh, Matt, how did you guys work that out? You know, it's funny you should ask, Tim. Um, I've never potty trained a kid in my life, <laughs> um, nor as Elise for that matter. Yeah, yeah. And the reason is is because Charlie came of potty training age um, during the heart of the pandemic, and at that point, um, my sister in law Sadie or Tanta, which is German for aunt, as she goes by. Oh, that's, that's pretty um, badass. She, uh, she saved our asses by moving in with us. And she lived with us for, gosh, five, six months. Mm-hmm. And it was during that time Charlie um, reached potty training age, and uh, she atten- essentially potty trained our child. Did she have experience in this? No. She was just like, I watched a YouTube video for yeah. seven minutes. It was on repossessing cars in Georgia. <laughs> Bill Dewald recommended it to you me. You know what? And- I mean, potty training, there's, there's something – Intuitive, uh, yeah. instinctual about that, you know. And Charlie, to Charlie's credit, you know, when you reach that age, you you know, you're smart enough to understand what's going on here, and yeah, um, it all worked out. But you know, she she deserves full credit, and I I don't know if Tanta listens, so I'll have to ask. But well, I haven't um, seen Charlie pooping uh, like randomly at any park that we've been to, so I think it worked. Honestly, if anything, it's the opposite problem. Sometimes I'm like, why isn't this kid peed in like five hours? Yeah. And like, will you try, please? And yeah, he's like, yeah, no. Yeah. He's, I don't he's know. Like, I got this. Yeah, he's got a strong bladder. It's which on is lockdown. Great. But um, you know, it's it's interesting, Tim. And, I, and I'm not gonna tell you how to raise your child, but I, I will. I'm, I'm actually gonna. Um, well, actually, I'm gonna tell you how to raise your child. <laughs> Go ahead. So That's what this podcast is for. To, I think. Uh, yeah. Play devil's advocate to your approach here. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know, when you first have a, a young kid, um, you're kind of, um, you're kind of landlocked. You're, you're, you know, for for a while. Could be a good time. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, the kid, you're gonna be at home now. Granted, you know. Um, because of maternity leave and all, you maybe you'll be out and about, but um, you might be home more than than normal, and you're gonna have a lot. In, in some ways, you have some more down t- downtime with just yeah. Mara because you know. But I usually use that for I usually use that for watching Doctor Who episodes. That's, that's true. what yeah. I use the first. The time last for. thing I want to do is, is interfere with that. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, you know. Anyways, that's a good I, point. That's a good point. I, I say go for it, but no, you know, no pressure doesn't work out because I actually think the first six months of a of an infant's life. Would actually be a, a pretty opportune time to potty train your toddler. That's not a. That, that's not a bad. Also, we're we're you know we're looking at late November. 
that's not exactly like the time of the year where you're going to be like, well, we got to take her out to the park now. You know, you're right. going to be a little bit more locked into things and the trips you do take are going to be a little bit more constrained. They're not going to be long periods of time that you're going out. So, yeah. well, plus I, I would like to time our potty training experiences so that we can, you know, share the the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. From this. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let, let's know. do it. Then. That's the most important part. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. That's good advice. And uh, I, I, lastly, I would share one thing that I'm not worried about weirdly, which is actually caring for the children. Uh, I know that sounds bad. And should sound bad, but uh, I've actually <laughs> I've had such great role models. Uh, you, we have some mutual dad friends that um, that juggle two kids as well, and I've just seen this happen and watched you guys make it look easy, frankly. And while I know it's not easy because it's already not easy with one kid, yeah, um, I know it can be made to look like it is, and uh, and that's kind of the point of the show, right? To share our experiences right. and our points of view so other dads can know. And hey, this parenting thing is really hard, but with practice, you can actually externally at least you're crying before you go to bed you cry yourself to sleep every night and you're drinking more so than you'd like to yeah, yeah exactly but that's cry it out that's fine uh you know sometimes externally you look like you know what you're doing uh, totally. and so you know I, I did have a friend recently uh talk to me and say like oh like are you like do you think you're ready to, to take on the responsibility of two kids and honestly the thought never occurred to me of like what it's going to be like monitoring two kids during the day and i know there's gonna be challenges on it and they have bad days and good days and i'm gonna have like learning curve along the way of how to make it all work and i know you're gonna cover some of those points coming up here but it's like but i've seen that that works itself out you figure those kind of things out and uh and i'm, I'm fortunate not to necessarily be concerned about that kind of stuff yeah, I mean, you should, to that friend, you should have said, yeah, I'm going to handle two kids and I'm not even getting to use a leash. <laughs> yeah, and we're not friends anymore. <laughs> but no, Tim, you're going to be fine. And His name is Drix. He's a rapper from Kentucky. I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy. <laughs> yeah. um, no, Tim, you got, you're going to be great. And honestly, I, I truly believe that there's something inherent about um, being able to parent. You know, it's instinctual. It really does come to you naturally if, if you take time and let it. Yeah. And obviously, you've, you've experienced, you know, you, you're, you've you've – Done, you've done the you've done, we've walked the, the walk and you, you know what you're doing yeah kind of um <laughs> mara's but, not dead yet yeah yeah <laughs> you know you and i both you know yeah. <laughs> um, pre- pretending we know what's what's going on but yeah, yeah t- tim i don't you know i think all all of your um your thoughts are, are all very valid here and i don't have a ton to add but do you want to talk about deshaun watson again instead <laughs> <laughs> i do not want to talk about Deshaun Watson <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. but i'm uh, still last browns mentioned <laughs> you know what i'll throw out a, a few uh Pointers, not to seem like a know-it-all, because I sure as hell don't know what I, I'm still figuring out what I'm doing. Too. Yeah, but, I've um, noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so if Lucy and Charlie and yeah. Elise. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, a couple things I'll, I'll add to, to your commentary. Um, I would say embrace maternity leave. You know, it's an awesome time. Whether You know, whether it's, you know, a month or six months, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a, it's such an incredible time when you have you and your spouse um, for both kids. And, yeah. You know, it means you can have – you know, a lot more full family time. I mean, you should have a lot more one-on-one time with, with either kid. And I, I feel like you can really take advantage of that and, um, you know, enjoy it. And, you know, honestly, my, I'm guessing for me, for me, and what it's probably going to be more like for you is that that time's going to be used for Jill, or in my case, at least to bond with the new kid. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a lot of one-on-one time with the um, prior kid mm-hmm. um, and use the time to sort of um, fend off jealousy and remind them they're still important and remind mm-hmm. them they're still loved and, um, it was a really special time. It was, you know, I think you're gonna have those one-on-one moments with, with Mara. Not that you're, you know, obviously, with um, Boyd Dewald, who I'm gonna call yeah, Moses. 
Xander. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Moses Xander Dewald. There you go. Yeah. It's a, it's a very dignified That's name. strong. I yeah. think that might be the winner. But, um, you know, I think during maternity leave, you'll have, you'll have a lot of great experience with both kids, but especially with Mara. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, getting emotional as you're talking about that, but it's, uh, I, I agree. I think it's, it's a special time. And I think any parent can like vouch for the moments where just having two parents, uh, bearing on your kids at the same time is versus you by yourself. It's just a world of difference. For right? sure. Just, for, just from responsibility and emotional, like, um, context, like perspective, it's, I think it's, it's crazy. So, and it's going to be fascinating and challenging and fun to see how our, you know, our current child, Mara, like reacts to all the, yeah. the changes in her life. And I, you're right. I think being there and being able to have that ability, um, to help shape that is going to be really important for sure. And I'm going to, I'm going to get to some of that sibling dy- dynamic here in just a little bit. Um, the second thing I would say to you is change your coverage and, yeah. Oh, gosh, you might t- cut this one out, Tim. I don't know, because um, it's a football reference. You know, I was going to say, you know, it's... Um, Do I have to call State Farm? Um, no, please. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is a progressive town. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, both as far as insurance and as far as our um, ideological mentality as is well. Is it, though, now? Not yeah. as much as I would like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, um, you know, it's, it's the old, um, you know... You might you might have to play some one on one still, but you might mm-hmm. do some zone. You know, okay, um, yeah. And the whole idea is it just it's just getting used to that mentality of you know you're watching two kids at once and your eyes are darting darting back and forth and mm-hmm. you're you're probably paying more attention um, to your youngest, but um, especially as as Mara starts to age and a little more independence and um, you know. I guess I brought up a football analogy because of your your background, but but now based on our Deshaun Watson conversation, I, I feel kind of embarrassed to have, have gone <laughs> yeah. that route. Yeah. <laughs> but um, number three, um, make Mara a big helper. This is huge. You know, she um, make her feel invested in everything. You know, there's no reason she can't um, help you with with diapers, with um, tummy time, with with play, with even with bedtime, with books. You know, mm-hmm. um, nap time. You name it. I think. Uh, making your older child feel like they're involved in the caretaking is mm-hmm. is huge you know for their self-worth and self-confidence um even just for entertaining them while you're mm-hmm. focused on the kid but i know we've looked at we often give mara choices when we're giving her like behavioral options to do like you want to walk upstairs you want mommy and daddy to carry you and like yeah. that kind of stuff and uh, i'm not sure but oftentimes you know like we have to change your diaper we're going to get in the car. Like right. those kinds of things also come up like non-choices. I don't know how to structure it around that. Like, do you want to help with your little brother's diaper? Like, or <laughs> it was like, you're going to help with your little brother's yeah, diaper. Yeah. And, but she's going to be at a different point there. I don't know if you ever yeah. had any kind of things like that. Well, I guess I would say like, you know, so say you're holding the baby um, and you need to feed him a bottle. With you my know. with my feet, how am I, <laughs> I hold the baby? We'll, we'll teach you the proper cradle technique. <laughs> yeah, okay, but, good. Um, <laughs> um, but you're holding the baby. The baby's ready for for. Um, a bottle. Let's just let's just say that whether it's breast milk or formula milk, you're gonna do a bottle because mm-hmm. you're the dad. It's goat. <laughs> yeah, goat uh, milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, and you could be, you know, I, I remember various times saying, you know, hey Charlie, do you want to keep playing, you know, with those blocks, or do you want to feed, you know, feed the bottle while I hold the baby? Mm-hmm. And sometimes he would elect to, um, you know, hold the bottle, put it, you know, put it in Lucy's mouth. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still holding her, mind you. Mm-hmm. He, you know, but he's helping, you know. And I feel like this, the same sort of thing could work with Mara. And yeah. And, and first, I bet you she'll turn you down and want to keep playing. But, but then she'll get interested and want to be exactly. involved. Exactly. Yeah, 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 that's pretty special. Um, 
Next thing I would say is figure out your outdoor transport plan. Um, you're a, a healthy, athletic dude. You're, you're going to be just <laughs> yeah. fine. But, yeah. um, you know, I think you'll probably As go- we've mentioned previously on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Tim goes to the YMCA regularly. <laughs> yeah. He might be working out. He might just be showering. Who knows? <laughs> just watching dudes had their balls hanging out. That's, That's right. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, you know, my guess is that for a while you'll be wearing uh, uh, Baby Boy d Yeah. And chasing after Mara, you know, and then after a while, I have to decide if that's altered in some way. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's that's what makes it work. I mean, I, don't be wrong. Stro- strollers are great, too. But um, the fact that you can wear your child for a while, I, I just feel like you're way more nimble when you're doing you that. freedom of movement. Yeah. There yeah, yeah. Too. So, yeah. I mean. They get uh, the baby, he, Bjorn, baby Bjorn back out. Yeah. So not, and I, I mean, early on when you and I were hang, do, hanging out and doing playdates when, when I had both and, and Lucy was really young, that's that's how I did it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wore her, I chased them around, and then it kind of just works out that by the time that you're done wearing her, either because your back gives out or because she's old <laughs> enough to walk, um, you're chasing her around. But at that point, Mara is going to be able to... You know, do her own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially yeah. because Mara, you know, she's already a, a thrill seeker, does slides yeah. and all real well. Yeah. So, you know, a, a year from now, she'll be, you know, you'll go to the, you'll go to Merle Bunt's um, playground and she'll be able to kind of do her own thing while you're helping baby boy Dewald. Um, Huddling over him a little bit more. Yeah. And we got the boy working on, on his second first try, steps. So he's going to be, he'll be maybe a little bit more adventurous. I keep hearing that. that it's, they're it's certainly like possible. psychopaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But so, but anyways, you know, when I say figure out your transport plan, it, it's it's probably some sort of wearing new child, chasing older si- older sibling. But you know, whatever works for you. I'm sure yeah. there's other arrangements as well. Um, moving on, uh, don't get. I kind of alluded to this, but don't get caught too caught up in traditional gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You want me to wear a dress? <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Buddy. Yeah, okay, but yeah. you know, I mean, of course, we have some girly things in our house, and actually, with the second birthday. A lot of relatives are getting us a lot more girly things. You know, mm-hmm. you know. In the mail today, Lucy got um, a big package of um, ribbons and bows, and um, and I was like, "Oh God, what are we going to do with all this?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, by and large, Lucy wears a lot of Charlie's hand-me-downs, yeah. and she plays with a lot of his toys. She can tell you what a lot of the uh, uh, most popular dinosaurs are—the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. She. Um, you know, and I'm not saying she'll never have one, but to this point, she does not have a Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. She has some dolls, of course, but um, the point is, we just we don't get that cut up in gender stereotypes. You know, and I wonder if that's like a long term thing. Like, I, is Barbie still selling like it used to? And you know, I just I have no I, idea. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's less parents now, in my view, that want to like lock their kid into like a, right. you're gonna like work on accessories and dresses and makeup and yeah. like. The other kid's doing STEM stuff, and, like, that's the right. way it's going to be. You At know? least he wears fire truck shirts because that's what Charlie had in his right. hand-me-downs. But, yeah. And don't get me wrong. If, if she proves she want, that she wants to be girly, of course we'll, you know, embrace whatever she wants to be. Right. You know, but for now, we don't get too caught up in the traditional gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, second to last piece of advice, uh, expect some love-hate sibling dynamic. Mm. Um, you know, Charlie, of course, loves... Is that like my wife hating me? Is that what <laughs> that is? It could probably be extended to yeah. uh, okay. marriage while having toddlers. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, uh, Charlie, of course, loves his sister. He professes that love every day. He, um, they play together, you know, especially my, some of our, Elise and I, our favorite times is when they are playing really well together. Even though, um, and by the way, yours are two years, a perfect age gap. It's mm-hmm. great. Ours is a little wider, but... Um, 
um, they'll, they'll play in the morning sometimes where they'll both get their, their stuffed animals out of their respective beds and they'll be combining them and, and playing with them. And, um, it's, it's, it's really cute and adorable. And then other times, you know, he'll be, um, refusing to share anything with her and telling her he's going to eat her. Yeah. yeah. And so it goes back and forth, you know, and, um, you're playing cop on those kind of interactions a little bit or a little bit. Yeah. Um, although sometimes I sit back and see how Lucy reacts and mm-hmm. she's, uh, gotta give her a little space to, yeah. yeah. She's not afraid to, um, you know, I, I, I try to, um, tell her to resist the, um, responding by trying to bite Charlie's shoulder. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's sometimes her go-to move. But, you know, yeah. like, listen. When you can't find the words, just, sometimes go, you just bite. not the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, it's it's fun to watch sibling dynamics play out. and it Worked for Mike Tyson. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah. 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 But, um, but you know, if you if you just don't expect that it's going to be a mixture of both, then um, that's the way to go. You've got older male, younger female i'm gonna have the reverse of that I, it's gonna be interesting to see yeah. how that kind of dynamic because they generally i think develop physically and mentally and emotionally in different ways i think it'll be right. interesting to kind of compare like yeah. what that means in terms of how they interact i'll be really curious about that plays out because i don't yeah i don't have experience with with and that maybe that's all bullshit I don't maybe know. it is you know? yeah, going like, back yeah, to yeah, the yeah, traditional yeah. gender breakdown yeah yeah but you know i mean who knows maybe Maybe Mara will be the, the, the girl who who's beating up the bully on the yeah, playground. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's has going that, after baby boy Dewell. Has yeah. that impact sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know, gender rules be damned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and finally, Tim, just know you're going to do great. You already know what what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got it. I mean, you you know as much as I do at this point. You're going to do great, buddy. You know? Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun to do play dates when we're two against four. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I used the word against because we're on the same team. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Really looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, can't wait to uh, experience it and find out what that what those two names, the finalist names are and what their their the final choice is. Xander. What was your one? <laughs> Moses. Moses. Moses Xander. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, yours okay. is better than mine. I don't know where I got Xander from. All right. Well, when we go upstairs, I'll explain to Jill that the, the name has uh, evolved a little bit. Hey, Jill. Can you can you say it loud enough? Can you react loud <laughs> enough that we can hear it on the podcast? What do you think of the name Moses Xander Dewald? Uh, <laughs> not my favorite. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, we are back with what's new, kiddo. And before I jump into that, um, it's Friday night. Uh, yeah. This, we're breaking the ground with the podcast. Yep. Um, beer three. Yeah. I'm going back to the working class aviator. Tim, what do you got over there? Yeah, I have something from Wolf's Ridge out of Columbus. It's called September Fest, which is actually probably appropriate for the amount of uh, pumpkin beer and Oktoberfest beers that are out now in August. Yeah. I uh, appreciate. I mean, if, I hope they're mocking Oktoberfest because. They have no business having those out before Labor Day. Yeah, it's another like it's a, it's a multi like amber lager situation. It's very good. Uh, it's got that multi kind of flavor that you're looking for out of an Oktoberfest. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's great. Wolf's Ridge can't go wrong. Uh, I'll grab a beer from it anytime I see it. It's like an Oktoberfest light. I dig I, it. I agree. Yeah. So today I want to talk about friendship. Um, it's that thing I fake. You talking about me? Yeah, actually oh, I am. Oh. <laughs> it's that thing I fake with Tim because, oh, well, wow. even fake friendship beats sheer loneliness. Uh, 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 okay. Yeah, I, no. <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. <laughs> um, but for as long as I can remember, I was the coolest dude Charlie knew. That is until he struck up a friendship with a neighborhood neighbor kid I'll call Jay, who lives uh, three doors down. 
It's which, a great band. Which, yeah, mildly <laughs> memorable 90s band. Uh, Jay just turned eight, and Charlie's not five until Halloween, so there's a decent age gap. And yet, Jay has really embraced Charlie as a playmate and friend. It's to the point where Charlie seeks him out daily and now waits for him to get out of school to play. Mm. And at times, I have to pry him away uh, from Jay to come hang with Lucy and me. Uh, the situation is not without challenges. We're still trying to navigate how much freedom we can give Charlie at his age to wander down to Jay's yard while I'm um, not sitting on the front porch watching him, uh, which I try to do most of the time. But, you know, sometimes you got to bring uh, Lucy inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and the age gap means that Charlie is sometimes exposed to humor, topics, and slang uh, beyond, uh, you know, beyond uh, standard to- toddlerhood. Plus, uh, well, Charlie is markedly cognizant about staying away from the street. He sometimes forgets uh, that he needs to constantly monitor for cars back in our driveways and acts like the sidewalk separating his and Jay's house is his own personal superhighway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, it's a really genuine friendship um, that often involves dinosaur toys, water balloons, and other neighborhood kids as well. Uh, now that Charlie just started school, I imagine he's going to make um, a ton more friends. But is, uh, this summer, uh, Jay has really filled a void for Charlie you know, a pandemic kid who's craving more constant peer interaction. So for that, I'm really grateful. And uh, I also want to shout out Jay's parents for always helping keep an eye on Charlie when he's playing with Jay. You know, it takes the village, as they say. Uh, So anyways, I'm happy for Charlie, and I don't mind too much when I walked uh, to Jay's yard the other day and Charlie said to me, Dad, can you go home now? <laughs> wow, that usually <laughs> that experience feels like it's uh, reserved for high school, but you've already had to yeah, have that. One would think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Are are they are Jay's parents fans of the pod? I don't know. I'm gonna have to find out. That's a really good question. They could really add to our listenership at this point. We gotta yeah. get them on. Okay, have, yeah, them, yeah. have them do a, a, rev- a review and subscribe. <laughs> you know, they might move after this and the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They get away from you. Yeah, uh, that is. It is breaking my heart what you had to go through there. Uh, <laughs> were you at least able to turn away uh, right after he said, "Dad, can you go home now?" And before you started crying, were you able to get <laughs> away from the? Tears? I was. Yeah. I don't think Charlie saw my cheer- tears, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Did you get hit by a car when you were running home and you were not able to look both ways with tears welling up in your eyes? <laughs> thankfully, I was walking Lucy, um, holding her hand, so we were going slow enough that we were at the void. That's good. Yeah. Ours. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, man, wouldn't it be great if we could somehow understand the collective impact of all these seemingly random nature of things in our environment um, experiences that our kids have. Yeah. Uh, the pandemic, all their friends, etc. Just um, think about the people who've touched your life during your, your early years, Tim. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. Some, some of you probably don't even remember that well, but. And some of them, and some of them, not to have too much of a sliding doors kind of conversation, but we're three beers in and why not? <laughs> uh, some of them have very significant impacts on your life. Yeah. Uh, and some people seemingly that should have that same impact have no impact, right? right. And you you never know when um, that's going to push you in one um, in one direction or another, right? I well, was, the mysteries of life. Yeah, yeah. I, we were. Ta- I was talking to a mutual friend the other day, Tony. Yeah, and I can't even remember who he was talking about. Tony's very musically oriented, and he was probably talking about some incredible artist that I've never heard of before. Yeah. Actually, let's plug him because our audience is so abundant. Tricky Dicks and the Cover Ups. Is yes, that, is that his yeah. band? Uh, if you haven't heard of him, you got to listen to him. Yeah, book him from your wedding, like you know, yeah. whatever you got to do. Your second wedding, whatever the case may be. You know, get divorced and get married again. Just and to hire. Tricky yeah, Dicks. yeah, yeah. Tricky Dick and the Cover Ups. Um, but uh, Tony was talking about. 
he had uh, listened to an interview with a guitarist um, that had like a very um, impactful experience with music, playing the piano and um, playing the keys and figuring out that some went up. Tony, this really made an impact on me when you told me this. <laughs> some of the keys went up and some of the keys went down and the kid had this like, you, you know, epiphany, epiphany that yeah. music is infinite and there's infinite possibilities and the music goes in both directions. And we talked about this going way off topic here, but we talked about like how the fact that you want to make those experiences for your kid that somehow like they have that moment that it all clicks and you want to have the moment where they're like, now they're going to be a professional athlete or a musician or a social worker, whatever it is that they, you want to be that person that like, you know, put those dominoes in motion. And it would be great to know like, Oh, this relationship with this slightly older child because of all these things is gonna like direct him on this path, but you don't know. And I'm gonna chalk that up to my chaos theory of parenting. Like you just can't account for um, what that's gonna do, and um, you know it, it's 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 really hard to figure that out. Yeah, it, and honestly, it makes me step back to him and wonder if I ever impacted anybody in my life enough to truly make them think about. I mean, I quit my job. That, that's true. You know, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. All right, fair enough. What okay. else do you want? Thank you, thank you for setting my <laughs> yeah. mind at ease. Yeah. You made the impact. I've, Put it in your obituary. My life has been meaningful. Right thank your God. obit right now, yeah. Charlie's working on that. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Um, but no, I don't know. I mean, it's um, it's tough. It's tough, right? Like, there's all kinds of concerns you have with, like, an older friend like that. Yeah. But, there's so many opportunities and like it does seem like a really great kid from all the stories you've you've been telling and um oh totally and get back to our prior youtube conversation it's sort of jumping ahead to some of the the future topics we would right. deal with you know as our kids uh you know become preteens and teenagers all right yeah, yeah, yeah um so good luck i hope you don't screw that up <laughs> too bad uh, i want to talk about my what's new kiddo i want to talk about snacking uh, this is a little bit more wholesome kind of a point of view, a little bit more <laughs> straightforward. Not, I'm not going to go into the sliding doors conversation again. Uh, I think, uh, so more or less, I think Jill and I have been pretty typical parents when it comes to food in our house. We began our journey steaming vegetables and fruit and making purees. And now nearly two years on, we've entered the a bowl of goldfish crackers is a cheap and effective means of keeping you happy, right? Yeah. yeah. Your intentions were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, that's the phase we're in now. Uh, my current concern is that Mara may have figured out how to sort of game the system we've set up, right? So we still structure Mara's day around, you know, five to six eating moments. You know, your three meals, you've got some snacks in between. Mealtime usually consists of things you'd expect, you know, eggs, yogurt, berries for toast for breakfast, some dad creation for lunch, and then often a dinner with us and whatever we're eating with some snacks kind of thrown in there in between. Unfortunately, snack time is often the things you can take with you and not worry about on the go. Goldfish crackers and pouches and cerebelli bars or whatever. Those kinds of things. Leftover french fries and ketchup as a snack today. Well, that's a, (laughs) I would love to eat that as a, as a snack. And those Uh, don't even take very well the next day. Yeah, no. Even with the leftover fries are awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't Um, matter with kids. I will say that I have noticed though, Mara will skip out quickly on her breakfast and soon be demanding to put her shoes on and head out to the park or wherever the adventure is for the day. And then instantly, when we are getting in the wagon or sitting down in her car seat, before I even buckle her in, 
her hand is going into her mouth, and actually, she makes a really annoying sound when she's hungry. Now she goes, <laughs> like bites her fingers. I love it. Um, and monster esque, right? Yeah, like telling me that she's hungry, and so I think she's figured out the game that when we're on the move, and uh, that means Dad is forced to break out the quick, kind of yummy snacks that she likes to eat. Right. Um, Early on, I would say, too, I was a very heavy snack packer because I had this fear of, like, a total meltdown due to the lack of food and, like, you know, properly, like, satiating your child and all that kind of stuff. But recently, I feel like I've started to sort of reevaluate the snacking perspective and wondering if I shouldn't be exercising a bit more restraint or strategy when it comes to snack time. Maybe, right. like, oh, you know, we've we've used all of our, our snacks for right now. We have to go home to eat, like, a real meal and do those kinds of things. So yeah. trying to kind of figure out a new perspective on um, how to kind of approach that with her and make sure that she's still eating, you know, not even just healthy, but, like, full, deliberate meals instead of just, like, I'm going to suck down, like, a big old, you know, packet of sugar, right, sugary right. fruit stuff, like, whenever I want. Tim can absolutely relate to everything you just said. Yeah. Our kids prefer snacks over meals always. Um, we're constantly fighting that battle. Yeah. With Charlie, we reached a point where, you know, he would sometimes pick at his dinner and then demand a peanut butter jelly sandwich later on. And we're now at the point where it's, you know, hey, buddy, this is the last food until tomorrow morning, just yeah. so you know. And have had to hold firm on that. And so, yeah, buddy, I... Send it to bed starving. Agree with everything you said. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, um, we know... I think I've told you this story before. I don't know if I said it on the podcast before. I don't think the person who is referenced in the story is a Bod Pod listener, but if you are, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> and if you're not, what are you missing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Tune in. I'm talking about you all the time. You got to listen to the other 20 episodes. Um, but, you know, we, we know uh, friends, um, kind of distant, distant uh, parents, friends kind of situation that, uh, you know, they had to walk around with eight different packets of cheesy crackers. Right. Like, white cheddar, regular, like, spicy buffalo, like, whatever. Like, they're they're walking around with eight different kinds of goldfish crackers because they don't know what kind of snack um, their kid's going to want. And, right. like, that is always the horror story in the back of my mind that Jill and I, before we had kids, like, made fun of and we're now trying to avoid. And I understand, like, some parents get into that Scenario, and you're just trying to kind of fight your way out of it, and you have to do what you have to do, which I respect. Right. But we're trying to avoid that, certainly. And um, it's tough because I think kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for, right? Oh, yeah. They know how, they understand how to abuse us. They're playing us as fools. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we are idiots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always been a balancing act, Tim. But um, yeah, keep fighting the good fight. And, um, you know, sometimes they actually have a good meal and everything works out. We went for ice cream tonight, so I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she's sleeping right now. Hey, she is definitely asleep right now. All the ice cream I had at Mason's Creamery. Oh, great place. That's where you went, huh? Awesome place. Now I'm jealous. Was there <laughs> Twinkie and cream? Oh my goodness. Ice cream. And it was a real Twinkie bedside and it was uh, it was good. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um Switch over uh, book review. Let's finish this up here. Um, yeah, we're, we can't go on beer four. That's not. No, gonna, it's not going to work. It's not good stay for the us. Stay the night on my couch right behind you. We need to have a productive weekend here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, today I'm going to offer a book for both of my kids. My turn. Uh, for Lucy, she's very fond of the classic book Brown Beer. Brown Beer. What do you see these days? Yeah. And that's uh, really special for me because goldfish. Goldfish. What do you see? <laughs> yeah. 
Tim knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's special to me because I have distinct memories of Charlie being equally interested in the same book uh, when he was the same age. Uh, in fact, we have this fun video of two-year-old Charlie uh, reciting all the color plus animal combinations. And we still t- sometimes imitate the way he said, purple cat? Back then. <laughs> <laughs> As for modern Charlie, he's currently a big fan of a book called Titanosaur that tells the real-life story of how paleontologist in Patagonia, Argentina... Great clothing brand. Oh, yeah. Uh, ...discovered the fossil remains of the largest dinosaur ever found. There are numerous dinosaur books out there, uh, but this one stands out to me as particularly fascinating for kids and adults alike um, because, yeah, it, it tells the story of uh, going to uh, of these paleontologists who, who um, spent months digging up bones and bringing them back to their um, history museum, and it combines some some fact and some fiction. And of all the dinosaur books we've, we've read so far, this is the one that's most intriguing to me and Charlie sure likes as well. So the, the Titanosaur is a... Is a meat eater? No. Titanosaur is a herbivore. uh, herbivore. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the largest dinosaurs um, were herbivores, which, um, Because they they have to run, the the meat eaters have to run down their food. Right. These guys would just, they're just picking up trees. They had long necks and were just eating off the top of trees. These are koalas of the dinosaur world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, you know, a a, a fun book. Check it out if, if you can and, um. It's one of those where Charlie is really into it, so it's it's a library book right now, but it's probably gonna be one of the ones we have to break down and buy at some point. Okay, yeah, and I'm a huge brown bear, brown bear uh, uh, reader. Mara loves that book too. She loves like going to the summary page at the end and like finding them all and yeah. pointing at them yeah, yeah. And, and doing that whole thing. And uh, it's great because it knocks out colors and different animals and all that kind of stuff. Diversity too. in the classroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's great. Um, so it's a it's a good book. Well, Tim, it's excellent been selection. Fun. Yeah, um, it's been a, it's been quite we a ride. We should do this more often. Yeah, from now on, we only record on Friday nights. How about that? That's actually a great idea. It'll interfere with um, our social um, schedule. Yeah, our, our very. Uh, Although I said evol- <laughs> when you came in, you said I hope I'm not like interfering on anything, <laughs> and we were like, oh, you know, like our Friday nights are pretty similar to our Tuesday and Monday oh, yeah. and Saturday and Sunday <laughs> nights with children, but we do usually do takeout Fridays. Um, but we could potentially move that to take out Thursday. Yeah, and or really, there's no reason out. we have to interfere with take out Friday. You could uh, you could walk it from here and, and and scarf down some you know uh, Angela's or Tai Tai or something. That's true. This would be a great time for Angela's yeah. right now, actually. <laughs> so, uh, any final thoughts before we uh, close off the podcast? You know what, buddy? It's been fun. Let's uh, let's get more consistent now that summer's winding down and um, Friday nights are where it's at. I love it. Uh, until we meet again, try not to screw your kids up too bad. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe and please leave a review of our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as Better Off Dad Pod. The Better Off Dad Pod would like to thank our kids and spouses who are responsible for this show, whether they like it or not. Our theme music was written and produced by David Paulette and is an adaptation of the song Alien by Zero to Infinity. Give them a listen on Spotify. Special thanks to Sam Painter, and thanks to you, loyal listener of the Bod Pod. Until next time, remember, our kids are our future. Let's try not to screw them up too much.